Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, forward, by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What's up, beautiful people? Matthew Bivens here and welcome to the podcast. For today's episode, we are jumping all the way back to February of this year. February of this year to bring you a conversation that I had with my friend Kyla Sokol Ward. In that episode, we talk about sexual energy and we explore what our relationship with sex reveals about ourselves. And so the reason why I wanted to bring you this episode was because I recently had the chance to talk with Kyla again. We recorded another conversation where we talked all about insecurities in the bedroom. And it was really amazing. We had this one part of the conversation where her and I just go back and forth listing off our biggest bedroom insecurities. And I'm going to be publishing that episode in the next couple of weeks. So in order to warm you up and kind of get you in the the mindset for that one, I wanted to publish our very first conversation. So what you're about to listen to is my talk with Kyla Sokol Ward, where we explore sexual energy. Enjoy. Welcome to the Having It All podcast, the show about what it takes to live an abundant, loving life. My name is Matthew Bivens, and each week I'm helping you get out of your head so that you can truly have it all. Let's do it. Happy Saturday, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today I've got a bonus episode for you, and I'm very excited to share it because you know, it's, it's a topic that I haven't really gone into much on the show, and that's sexual energy. So I guess it goes without saying that this is a, an episode you may not want to listen to with some young ears around. However, it is empowering. I will say that. It's a healthy conversation around sex and sexual energy. And, you know, quite frankly, I don't think there's enough of these types of conversations out there. So I'll let you be the judge whether or not you want your young ones to listen. Before I get into that, however, I do want to just share some gratitude and appreciation for you, for you listening, whether this is your first time listening or, you know, your 10th or 20th or whatever. Uh, I really am grateful for you, truly, truly am. And this whole show is, you know, I make it for you. It's all about you. And I really love when you all reach out to me and you, you know, you connect. And I want to shout out one, one uh, recent listener. Her name is Jeannie, and Jeannie, thank you so much for your email. I appreciate it so, so much, and I love that you followed up to make sure that I had received the email because it had taken me a little while to get back to you. I love that you were holding me accountable. So thank you so much, Jeannie, and um, yeah, you rock. 
if you all listening right now would like to reach out to me and connect, uh, currently the best way to do that is through the survey that I'm conducting. It's over at matthewbivens.com slash survey. And on the survey, it takes three minutes, just three minutes. You can leave me feedback. You can let me know what, what you like about the show, what you don't like. And you can share with me some topic ideas. And I really would love to hear what you all want me to talk about. So again, that's over at matthewbivens.com slash survey. And you can always reach me directly, mattcbivens at gmail.com. Uh, but right now, if you just have a minute, I just would appreciate filling out that survey. So, okay, let's get into today's conversation because it's a great one. Um, I had a, a chance to sit down with a friend of mine. Her name is Kyla Sokol Ward, and she's a women's empowerment coach who helps women be bold and fearless and powerful and awesome and just step into their lives you know, with their full selves. And it's a beautiful, beautiful thing that she does for people. I really love the type of work that she does. And you know, this is a great episode because we were talking about topics that we wanted to record on, and she pitched the idea of sexual energy. And, you know, I get into this when we, you know, in the conversation, but I was nervous. I felt uncomfortable. And initially, at least internally, I said, no, we're not going to talk about sexual energy. However, you know, I realized that my hesitation and my fear would really, really hold back all of you from having an opportunity to hear an empowering conversation about this. And, you know, it really gave me an opportunity to go through some healing as well, because there was obviously some beliefs and judgments and things that, that came up for me that manifested as my resistance. So I'm really grateful to Kyla for pitching this idea. And, you know, you guys just have to listen to the, to the conversation. It's a great one. It's one of the longer episodes I've done, and all of it is really fantastic. So with no further ado, here is my conversation with Kyla Sokol Ward, on sexual energy. Kyla, what's going on? Thank you so much for joining me on the Having It All podcast. How are you being today? I am amazing. Thank you so much for having me, Matthew. I'm, I'm pretty excited about this conversation. And uh, since you and I have just been chatting and sending emails back and forth to really nail down our topic, um, I've had today circled on my calendar. And so I am, uh, <laughs> yeah, honestly. And, and so once again, just thank you and what we're going to get into today, we're talking about sexual energy, and it's something that I have mentioned on the show before. I, I've had you know a few conversations here and there um, talking about you know, sexual in, uh, nature type things, but I haven't dedicated an entire conversation to it, and so I think that today is going to uh, open up some people's eyes. I'm, I'm sure it's going to make some folks feel uncomfortable. Uh, which is great. And um, yeah, I think we're going to rock it. So I'm excited. Yeah, same here. I'm ready. Cool. Well, before we get into the meat of the conversation, um, Kyla, why don't you just tell us about a little bit about yourself? You know, I, I know about you, but um, just share with, with those listening who, who don't know you yet. Yes, for sure. So I am a women's empowerment coach. And a lot of what I focus on with the women that I work with is. Um, is empowerment in our beliefs and empowerment in our past and using our past in order to propel us and give us faith in what's going on currently in our lives and um, using all of our old paradigms and belief systems and, and habits. I truly believe, you know, all of our 
old beliefs. They're just, they're simply habits. Um, and, and using those to examine what's happening currently in our lives. Um, and one thing that interests me so, so much about sexual energy and a lot of what we're going to get into is uh, just using that, using sex as like a microcosm of how we live the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. And I know one thing you and I had talked about briefly is how, uh, how we do one thing is how we do anything. And yeah, like, you know, sex is obviously a very charged topic, very emotional, very traumatic for some people. And just how does this affect how we go about the rest of our lives in so many other less charged and less emotional areas and how to just carry through every part of, of how we are. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it, it's, uh, it's been an interesting part of my journey. Absolutely. Um, the, the sexual component and my relationship to my own sexuality and to uh, sex in general. And so I know that other folks can relate, you know, and so mm. I, I have to be honest, I'm going to share this um, because, you know, this show is about transparency and that's what it's about. When, when you and I were going back and forth in email and we were trying to, to really nail down a topic, you sent over, I think, three or four different ideas in like a, a mm-hmm. bulleted list. And I remember reading them. I don't remember what the other three were, which is funny, but I remember the fourth one. <laughs> and, you know, what you said is you, you said, I think it would be cool if we talked about using sexuality to access the divine and how we show up during sex, how it defines showing up in life. And mm-hmm. I absolutely remember when I read that, I felt uncomfortable. And mm-hmm. for a couple of reasons, you know, first it was like, oh man, I haven't really gotten into this on the show. You know, sex and sexual energy is a big part of my life, but, you know, and, and I've sprinkled things here and there, like I said, but I've never really dove in deep on the show. And second, it flashed in my mind, I was thinking about my wife, Sarah, and I was thinking like, oh, that mm-hmm. might make her feel uncomfortable. Or maybe, mm-hmm. you know, I feel uncomfortable talking about this with somebody who isn't my wife, which to me mm-hmm. is, is fascinating, fascinating. And so as soon as that, that thought went into my head, I said, we absolutely are going to dive in on that topic. And Yes. I, oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm grateful to you for creating that opportunity uh, for me to have that reflection, um, to look at some of my own my old programming and my own paradigms and to see where I was, I was judging to see where I was being scarce. And, uh, and, you know, because you set that up by pitching the idea. So thank you so much for doing that. Oh my goodness. Of course. Yeah. Thanks so much for sharing that. That's awesome. I think, um, yeah, sexuality is such, it's like you said, it's fascinating, a fascinating reaction that you had that like, it's this human thing. Like we know that we're all doing it and yet there's, Still, even, you know, we all say, oh, we're, we're comfortable talking about it. Like, it's not a bad thing, but like so many of us still have these like weird taboos and like discomfort around it and feeling like this isn't something that we can talk about openly as just like a thing that we as humans are doing. And there has to be all these like stories around it of like, when is it appropriate? When, like, with whom is it appropriate to talk about this? And, um, yeah, so much of it is just stripping away the stories and, and just letting it be a thing that we're free to, to feel empowered by. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I think that sex is so commonly used to, to do things like sell products, right? Mm-hmm. Or to control and, and exploit people. And we're, we're so used to that. We're comfortable with that. Yeah. And so when, when we want to get into a conversation that is empowering and healthy, 
that that is you know talking about sex in a way that that uplifts we're not used to that mm. and so I, i've experienced personally a lot of pushback and you know with my wife sarah we have we have baby maya and, and um my wife breastfeeds and so mm-hmm. there are people who have been uncomfortable with my wife breastfeeding in public and we can tell by the looks mm-hmm. you know you can tell by the looks and and some of the whispers However, we might be sitting, you know, next to a Victoria's Secret uh, poster <laughs> with with women who are in, like, in their underwear with, you know, their breasts pushed yeah. up. And it's just, it fascinates me. It's like, really? You know? And, and it's easy for me at mm. the to get to get a little bit, um, just a little bit fiery about it because uh, it, it's, so, it's so contradictory. Um, but I, I love that we're going to, that we're getting into this stuff because... If you know you're feeling uncomfortable around the topic of sexuality, if you're feeling uncomfortable talking about sexual energy, it's simply an opportunity. You know, it's it, you have a chance to examine your relationship, understand why and where the discomfort comes from, and shift it, and to turn it to something that's healing yeah. and empowering. So, why don't we set a little bit of context before we jump into you know the the I think the the deeper topic of of sexuality and divinity. But let's talk. Let's mm-hmm. just talk about sexual energy. So, can you sort of set the table a little bit and uh, and just talk a little bit about about sexual energy from your point of view? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, the reason that I even sort of started having this on my radar in my own work and in my personal life is because um, I'm a pretty avid meditator. I meditate every day, and I noticed in the last I don't know three four months or so that while I was meditating. I was feeling really turned on, like sexually turned on. And I started to get really curious about this. Like, where is this coming from? And I, I thought maybe, I was like, maybe I'm just like turned on. I'm just craving sex. I don't know. And I, and I thought, no, like this is happening only when I'm meditating. And, um, and just sort of starting to understand like, oh, this is, this is life energy that's moving through me. And this is energy that, um, is coming to me when I'm allowing all of my barriers and all of my layers and all of, you know, all my stories to be pulled away. And I'm just there and being fully present. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And like fully, fully, fully present. And, like, yeah, it's sort of the feeling you get, like, when you're, 
uh, like when you're traveling, for example, you're fully present. Like you're not really thinking about your job and all the other stuff you're going on at home. Like you're just there and you're in it for the experience. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And sort of thinking about like, Oh, interesting. Like how is this energy showing up in my life in other ways? And, um, and, and sexual energy just being truly our life energy and the thing that is driving everything. And like sex is obviously what creates life. And, um, and it being something that allows us to connect with other people, both in like, you know, the literal physical sense, but also again, when we are stripping away everything, um, when two people are willing to strip away everything on an emotional, mental, spiritual level and just sort of be there with each other, like sexual energy, like automatically becomes present. Um, yeah, that's sort of a, a little piece of, of what I've uncovered with it. Man, I, I like how you said when two people allow themselves to just strip all the bullshit away that, you know, there's mm-hmm. energy, right? And and then that energy can can can, can turn you on and... Mm-hmm. You know, I know in the past I've had this paradigm like when I was in relationships of if I felt any sort of attraction towards anybody, whether it was a, a person uh, that, you know, like some some other person in my life or something I saw on TV or whatever it was, like I was made to feel shame. That that's that was sort of mm. in my mind, like like this person is making me feel sh- ashamed for this. And so I would associate it with shame. But I mean, it happens, right? Like. You're with somebody and you're being open and honest and vulnerable or maybe you're just having fun. Like maybe you're being incredibly present mm-hmm. because you're like playing mini golf together or something like you're just having yeah. fun. And and then the energy starts to move. And, you know, that's where I think a lot of times we can uh, we can start to judge it like, oh, shit, I'm feeling turned on right now. But I'm not supposed to because fill in the blank, you know. Yes. Yeah, there's so much shame of like when it's appropriate to feel sexual yeah. and when, um, and yet it's really supposed to be in like this little container of like a bedroom and, um, you know, with a specific type of person that we yes. have a specific type of relationship with yes. and like, oh yeah, what if we just like let that energy just be a part of our being, which it is naturally, but yeah, again, we have all the bullshit layered on top that covers it up. Have you heard of um, oming, orgasmic meditation? Oh my God, Matt, I was going to bring it up. It's so funny. I actually like just started getting into oming like a month ago. Oh man. When you were talking about your, <laughs> uh, you being in meditation and feeling turned on, I'm like, shit, we got to talk about oming because mm. it's, it's actually something that I, 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 I wrote down as one of the things I wanted to get into, um, because I've been oming for a couple of years and it's no way. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it, it is. It is pretty incredible and has been mm. – it's it's completely shifted my view of sexual energy and has helped to give me a context around mm. sexual energy because it's one thing to hear about it and read something, but it's totally different to experience it. So, uh, yeah, t- talk to me a little bit. We might be going off on a tangent, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> talk to me a little bit about your OM experiences. And by the way, for those listening – um, OM, you know, it's O-M, stands for Orgasmic Meditation, and it's this really fascinating and incredible um, practice that was popularized by a woman, her name is Nicole de Doan. Um, she did a really fantastic TED Talk about uh, female orgasm, and she created this, mm-hmm. this website and this brand called One Taste, and um, I'm going to put links to all of this stuff in the show notes, so you can learn more about OMing, you can check out One Taste. And you can check out Nicole Daydone uh, over on the show notes for this episode. But 
that's just a little bit of context. So, uh, Kyla, I'm, I'm curious, what is your oming experience? What, what has it been like? Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited we get to talk about this and that yeah. you are also, that you've also experienced it. Um, yeah. So oming for any listeners who don't know, I'll try and explain it super briefly. It's a clitoral stroking practice, um, for females, like obviously only the female who has the clitoris is getting stroked. Um, and it's a, it's what's really interesting about it is, um, it's, in a container, essentially, in that it's um, pretty, like, ritualistic. Um, yeah. There's, like, a specific way to do it, specific timing, specific setup for it, um, which really creates, you know, this feeling of safety and security with it, which is great. Um, and it is totally non-sexual in that, you know, this is not something that needs to be done with a romantic partner. Um, I know a lot of partners that do it, you know, with others, they own with other people, but they have a relationship with one specific person if they are, um, you know, in a monogamous relationship. Um, and it's, you know, it's not meant to be this like romantic thing that you do with someone. Like it is meant to be an experience of sexual energy um, for the female and then the male as someone who gives sexual energy and then receives the woman's energy, but without, you know, receiving an orgasm. Um, and it's completely non um, you know, the point of the practice is not orgasm. The point of the practice is just the experience of sexual energy. Um, and what's been so powerful for me in this practice, um, yeah, again, you know, I just started owning about a month, month and a half ago. Um, what's been so powerful for me is, again, just that experience of sexual energy without pushing it to climax. Because um, so much, of course, of, you know, what we're taught about sex is that the point is climax and, like, it's not good sex without climax. Yeah. and that's the whole point of sex is, um, you know, that like, that's the main experience of it is the climax part. And, um, yeah. And how can we harness this sexual energy and allow it to flow through us and to sit in it and not to say, okay, no, like I want, I want the candy. I want the drugs. Like I just want the, the big final ending. Um, and to really sit in that pleasure and to feel what that's like to just, be receiving, uh, which so many of us are not used to doing. Um, and, and one thing that I really love about oming is that it's not about performance and, uh, the woman is really encouraged to, you know, make whatever noises she's going to make and, uh, move or not move in whatever way she's going to. And so much of sex, what we're taught about sex is about a performance and not about presence. And oming is really about just being, fully present really in the experience and in the energy with your partner and, and feeling off of them. Um, yeah, it's, it's beautiful. It's been really intense so far. It's amazing. Yeah. Tell me, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to share a little bit about my oming experience cause <clears throat> I've had some pretty interesting, I've been witness and experienced some pretty interesting things, but I want to know like mm -hmm. what has come up for you during the ohm, like during the strokes, during that mm -hmm. 15 minute window, what sort of feelings have come up, emotions have come up, images, energy? Talk to me about what goes on within you, within your mind during that 15-minute oming session. Mm, yeah. So um, one thing that has been really apparent to me is that the point on my clitoris that is most sensitive, um, which is sort of the whole point of the practice is like to you know, touch on that most sensitive spot. The point that is most sensitive is not necessarily the point that feels the most pleasurable, 
which I at first thought was, I was like, oh my God, is there, is there something wrong with me? Which, oh my God, that question can apply to like so many things in sex. People think that there's something wrong with them in, in so many different, different areas of their sexuality. Um, and I asked a woman who works for One Pace in San Francisco, um, and she said, oh my God, no, that's like totally the case for most women is that whatever is most sensitive actually is probably very painful. It's a very painful point on the clitoris. Mm. And so in an owning session, I, you know, I, I decided like, okay, am I going to explore this painful point and, you know, sit in that pain and be with that? Um, and it, and I did it at one own session and it brought up a lot of, um, oof, like a lot of emotional pain and a lot of, you know, I, I'm lucky um, in that I haven't experienced, you know, any sexual trauma, thank God. Um, but it, you know, it felt like it was bringing up a lot of past experiences. And I sort of, in my mind, analyzed that as like, maybe there's some things in a past life that I had experienced that was like coming up for me. Um, so, you know, everyone has their own <laughs> flavors and thoughts on that. But yeah, it's, it's interesting to notice like, oh, I've been avoiding this area that's highly sensitive on my physical body and are there other are there areas in my life where I've been avoiding high areas of sensation and just wanting to go to the high pleasure points in my life and just seeking mm. pleasure and not sensation they are different ah that's wild that's cool i mm. i appreciate you sharing that um yeah just 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 letting the what comes up comes up you know what i mean and yeah i think that kind of taking a step back talking about uh, just sexual energy and, and, and sexual experiences, you know, when we are in that place, either with, even with, if it's with ourselves or with a partner, you know, it's like maximum vulnerability, you know, like oh, yeah. we're, we're, we're literally stripped down. You know, most of us have sex totally naked, sometimes with socks, mm-hmm. who knows, but <laughs> we're like literally stripped down and, and all that we have to bring to the table is ourselves. And so mm-hmm. I know for myself, I have experienced so much stuff come up, so many disempowering beliefs, Mm. so many judgments, so many criticisms of myself. And when I have fought those, my body has responded and Mm. they've come back. So just, you know, just being very, just to give examples. So performance, you know, like how long am I going to last? Am I going to be able to Mm -hmm. hold my orgasm until she comes? Like I've had mm-hmm. that in my mind since I first started having sex at 17 and it yeah. wasn't until a, a few years ago, I'm 31 now. So it wasn't until a few years ago where I really started to explore that and allow it to come up the same way that you just talked about in your oming, allowing those feelings, those, that discomfort to come up. And as I've allowed that stuff to come up, I've been able to examine it and I've been able to see that nine times out of 10, those feelings happen when I'm because I'm not being present. Mm-hmm. You know, like when I'm not present, I go into space of of judgment and you know putting expectation on myself. And what happens? Nine times out of ten, I'm pulling out to be like, oh no 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 no, okay, I, I don't want to, I don't want to come yet, I don't want to come yet. Like that yes. shit, and I've and I've done that for years, and I've I've had all sorts of of weird little. Uh, uh, practices to help me last longer to whatever it was, mm-hmm. you know, and, and man, it wasn't until I just allowed the stuff to come up and I faced it and I looked at it and I explored it and I started to get an understanding of it. 
And for me, it hasn't meant that it's gone away. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm still feeling those things. Like I'm, I'm still having thoughts, performance anxiety type things come up. And it's been years since I've started to explore that. And, you know, and that's okay. I think that's just part of it. I, I, I think one thing I'm learning for myself is to like this, it's a constant journey. Like my sexual journey, it, it, it's, there's exploration happening. There's new discoveries happening. There's new awakenings happening. There's, there's growth and there's healing happening. And there's no end point to that. You know, it's not like you get to a spot and now, okay, I'm done. There's nothing else for me to learn. There's no new areas for me to explore. So I just wanted to, to, to drive in that mm. other direction for a minute. But, um, yeah, back to oming. Mm. Right, so you, so you're, a, you live in San Francisco. Is there like an oming center in San Francisco? Does one taste have like a, a studio there? Yeah. One taste has a, um, I don't know if it's like their headquarters or if their headquarters is in New York, but they, they do have a space there. They have a beautiful space. Um, yeah. Where they hold workshops and stuff like that. There is definitely a community of omers in SF. And is that where you've, you've uh, experienced oming through their workshops and in that space, or have you taken the practice into, you know, your own home or to someone else's home? Yeah, I, um, I did like one of their classes, sort of like their intro class, um, in early December and yeah, I've practiced several times since then. Uh, yeah, like in, you know, in my home or in others and, um, yeah, it's been a really, it's interesting what you're talking about of like the performance thing. And, you know, that's, you know, what you're talking about, like in a sexual setting, but in owning settings, I've had men say like, they notice the desire to like want to make me come during the owning practice, even though it's a non, it's a goalless practice, as yeah. they say, you know, again, yeah. the point is not orgasm. Um, the point is not climax rather. And, and yeah. And so it's, it's interesting that like, even though they know on a logical level, like it's supposed to be goalless, like they still have this desire that like they want to perform and they want to make sure they have this, uh, this end result. And yeah, so it's just interesting. Like we we come into everything with like, oh, this is the way that I'm supposed to perform in this setting, and it removes us from the actual experience of it. Totally, totally. And you know, I have had this paradigm for a long ass time, and it's that it is my job as the man to make my partner come. I've mm, ha- I've yeah. had that, and it's like been ingrained in my mind, and now I'm going back and I'm chiseling that shit out of there because. I'm learning and understanding that it's not my job to make anyone come because reaching that climax is all about you connecting with that source energy, that life energy. Mm. And it's, I can, I can help that, but I can't, I'm not the cause of that. I'm not the one who actually makes that connection. I can be a part of that experience. And so I Mm. totally get it. I totally get what those guys are talking about. And I experienced that in when I've owned, you know, like if I'm if I'm feeling my partner start to to like heat up and maybe her breathing mm-hmm. becomes a little bit quicker, like I go into that mindset of okay, my finger needs to go faster. You know, and it's mm-hmm. but that's not the point of oming, and that's that's what I dig about it. And for me, you know, like like you you talked about your experience with oming. Uh, for me, it's it's been all about connecting that connection. Mm-hmm. The connection with myself and the connection with the person I've, I'm oming with. And I've omed with a number of people, not just my wife, Sarah. I've omed with, you know, a 
half dozen other different uh, different partners, um, different women that I know. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, learning how to connect has been mm. the goal for me. Like learning how to connect with someone, learning how to connect my, with myself, not climax. And so that right there is, mm. is like a paradigm shift because I can take that, you know, that, that new paradigm of connecting with myself, with other people, and I can then use that when I'm making love so that it's not about mm-hmm. climax. It's not me trying to make her come. It's about connection. And then when I've, when I've done that and when I've practiced that in sex, the experiences have been just unbelievable. And I don't, I'm, I'm not in my mind about performing. There isn't that goal of I need to last longer than she does because if I don't, then mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not manly, you know, or whatever the hell it is. It's let me mm-hmm. simply connect with this other person. And so what would have been a 15-minute session goes to an hour and a half. And it's, yeah. just, it's just, it's mind-blowing. And I don't know, it's one of those things that like, I I wouldn't have believed this shit if I didn't experience it. And that goes a little bit, you know, a little bit uh, contradictory to what my word for 2018 is because my word for this year is faith. It's to have trust mm-hmm. and surrender. So to say I don't believe it if I don't experience it, that, that's not having trust. Yeah. But that was my old my old context was like I got to experience mm-hmm. something. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And so with Oming, yeah. yeah, it's been like the experience of it has shifted so much for me. And um, man, I'm happy we, we went down this path with Oming. It's so cool. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I think a lot of, you know, the performance piece, performance piece resonates with me as well in Oming. Like I noticed myself wanting to come in order to satisfy the man. Oh, and yeah. It's just like status or it's fascinating of like, oh, like I, I need to make him feel good about himself in a sexual context. And I need to, I want him to feel like he, you know, he, he did good and he achieved something and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, just really interesting, like observing that and letting that, that interesting observation be there and letting it go and knowing like, again, I'm here to be in the experience. I'm not here to, I'm not here to make anyone feel good. Like, again, I can't do that for anyone. Just like you said, um, like, and that's, that's not our job. And, um, yeah, just allowing yourself to, to be in the experience and not make it about our stories and our performance and all of that. Yeah. And it's hard and it, you know, it's, it's taken me many, many reps, you know, many Mm -hmm. ohm sessions, many incredibly intentional sex, you know, sessions to work on that stuff, to go in with the intention of, okay, 
if this comes up, I'm going to explore it, you know, as mm-hmm. opposed to we're going in here to get our rocks off and peace because and this was this was shared with me by by my my coach um, that uh, like so many people have a context of sex as it is for procreation, it is for duty mm-hmm. and it is for fun and Mm. For for me, like all of my sexual experiences until recently fit into those boxes. It's either to make babies mm-hmm. or it's because we're in a relationship, because I need to make you feel good, because this is how I express my, my feelings toward you, to you. Or it's simply for fun, just to get the rocks off, right? And mm-hmm. I was unaware of the incredible healing potential of sex mm. and the incredible growth potential of sex. And, and sexual energy. And so that was a big shift for me. And like, that is what we're talking about, you know, because with, with oming or with this intentional sex practice or, you know, just cultivating and exploring that sexual energy, we're not talking about procreating. We're not talking about duty and we're not talking about fun. We're going outside of that, that paradigm. We're going outside of that little box because sexual energy, man, it's so much bigger than those three things. And, um, Mm. but we're, you know, it's, it's not what we talk about. It's, it's taboo to talk about that stuff, you know, and, oh, so many avenues we could go down. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, totally, totally. One thing I'm like really finding as I'm talking about this more and more in my work is that like young people, like when I say young people, I mean like, let's say twenties and thirties, like people are really craving to be having these types of conversations around sex. Like we're so used to being either from like an from like an anatomy standpoint of like what sex is or from like this like really like masculine minded sexual viewpoint of like oh like I talked to someone and this is how it was and it's like people are craving to be seen in all areas of their lives sex totally included and like people want to talk about it in a way of like how are we showing up during sex and like are we are we being ourselves during sex or are we performing as someone else? And, yeah. you know, what does that feel like? What does it look like? How do we really want to be during sex? And, like, do we want to show up as someone who's totally wild or someone who's super soft or, like, really commanding? Like, what are these different personas we can take on and that we will naturally take on when we strip away all of our stories during sex? And, um, yeah, like, people are craving this, totally. Yeah, and, and it's interesting how, how you... You said that, like I've experienced it in, in just a, in in one way to kind of help people put to ground this, in how you vocally express. Like mm-hmm. that has been something that's come up with you know in in, in my sexual relationship with uh, with Sarah, and as well as with oming and and getting into other experiences with other people. It's that vocalization, and that that mm. one. It's a small area, yeah. However, it is indicative of allowing yourself to be who you want and to show up the way that you want within a sexual act or within a sexual experience without judgment. And so like yeah. one of the things that has come up with, with, with Sarah has been like the amount of vocalization, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and stifling and, and, and not wanting to be too loud, not wanting to be too expressive because that's not what you're supposed to do because you aren't supposed to have a great time. You're not really supposed to 
enjoy the experience as much as your male partner because sex is really about mm. the man and it's really for his pleasure. And if, you know, if me as the woman, if I'm experiencing too much pleasure, then there's something wrong. Like those types of, of mm. thoughts, you know, were, were, were going on with Sarah. And, and then through expressing that and, and well, first of all, through her being courageous enough to kind of go inward and explore that stuff and then to share it with me, we've now been able to work on it and to really, you know, be intentional about sex. And that's where I think sex can be incredibly healing because, mm-hmm. you know, those disempowering uh, standpoints or beliefs or those judgments, you know, about expression, about opening up, about, you know, saying what you want and being willing to fully mm-hmm. receive, those things can, like the disempowering things within there can be healed through sex because yeah. that's where you can practice it. Yeah. You know? And like we need to, we need that practice because you aren't going to heal that shit just by talking about it. By getting yep. in, a, in a group of people oh my gosh. and just kumbaya and say, man, you know, I really want to be more expressive. <laughs> like, no, the healing happens when you get into the, the, to the practice, when you get into the mix. That's why I love this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. It's amazing. And, and sex is such a like, um, it's like a real fast track with all of this. Like there are a lot of ways to practice being more communicative, more, more expressive, more vocal, whatever it might be. But like, like we said, it's like sex, you're stripped down. It is just you and this other person, probably. Maybe there's more, whatever you're into. <laughs> but, yeah, and, like, how can you be, like, yeah, are you willing to show up and just, like, let yourself be free and be wild? Um, and, yeah, it can be so healing because, again, like, when you show up as fully present, it gives your partner to, the same permission to show up as fully present. And then when you're both in it together, it's, like, total magic can happen. Total healing can happen. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's where you have those experiences where it's like, I went to heaven, and I came back down, and oh my gosh. And like that doesn't happen when you're not tuned in. That only happens totally. when, you're, when you're tuned in, and you're present, and, you know, like, yeah. So, I, mm. I, you know, I, I, really do, um, I really do believe there's such power in, like, there's such raw sexual energy within us that wants to be expressed, and I think it's so important to allow ourselves to express that because it's energy, right? And, and mm-hmm. you, aren't, you don't destroy energy. Energy can't be destroyed. It's going to go somewhere. So it's, it's wanting right. to come out and, you know, it's going to come out in, in some way. And so it's, I think it's, it's, much more, it's, it's much more healing and it's much more authentic and real for, for you to be able to just express what you want. You know, and and to say those things, but man, I know that it's so fucking hard sometimes. Mm. So hard, like mm. I, you know, I there are times that I wish I could step back into my my brain and my body, you know, ten years ago, to see what was stopping me from fully expressing, fully sharing what I wanted with the person I was with at the time. You know, and I and I know that I had such fears. I know that. You know, for example, I did not feel monogamous in in previous relationships. Yet monogamy mm-hmm. was what was what I was quote unquote supposed to do. So mm-hmm. when I felt any sort of like like I said earlier in, in the top of the episode, when I felt like any sort of desire or any any urge, any sexual energy that wasn't pointed at that one person, 
I felt wrong. You know, I felt shameful and I felt like I needed to hide it. But here's the thing, that energy and that desire, it didn't go away. It didn't go away. So, you know, like it wasn't like I was able to destroy that energy because you can't do that. So I just pointed it somewhere and I I aimed it at pornography. And I did that shit for years in secret. Mm -hmm. I was in a four-year relationship and for all of those four years until probably the last couple of months, she had no idea that I was secretly watching porn mm. regularly. And yes. if someone out there will tell me that that is a healthy way of being, then yeah. uh, we can shake hands and part ways because there was nothing healthy about, about you know, suppressing that energy and stifling that expression and living in that state of fear. And that's what I did for many, many years. So I'm, say- I'm telling that to the person out there who, wa- who is in that space right now who doesn't want to express, who doesn't want to, you know, who's afraid of being their honest and authentic self, and then who's experiencing a shit ton of judgment and, and self-inflicted mm. shame and punishment because of it. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So much yes to all of that. Yeah, and it's like, you know, pornography can be a healthy outlet when it's not covered in shame. It's like yes. it... Um, yeah, it's all so much about like what our intention is going into it and, and what the feelings are surrounding it. Um, and so much of what you're saying is also reminding me of like the importance of a sexual practice because a lot of people, you know, they might be listening to this and say like, okay, all of this sounds great, but like I don't have a partner. Like I, you know, I don't have someone that I want to have sex with. Um, and that like so much of this healing can be done on your own. Um, and that like, again, the sexual energy, energy sprouts within, within ourselves. And, um, yeah, like healing can be done on your own and it is, it is our life energy and there's so much magic that can be done with like a solo sexual practice. And that I'm not just talking about masturbation though, that, you know, can be a part of it. Um, but yeah, that like just being within your own sexuality and allowing that sexual, um, God or goddess to come out and to, be a part of your being whoa so healing so powerful and so empowering yeah it really is and empowering is a great way to put it because i don't know like when i when i as i have allowed myself to open up and to you know express what i want and to receive and to give fully like i i felt like a a sexual god <laughs> like mm-hmm. to, you know trying to trying to to, to say that humbly but like I have felt <laughs> my word last year for 2017 was beast mode and beast mode had nice. so much to do with how I showed up sexually with whoever mm-hmm. it was with, with myself, with other people. Like it just was about me being in that powerful space and harnessing that sexual energy in a, in a powerful and very intentional way. And so, oh man, I'm like looking at the time. Oh, we've, we've been, we've been flowing for a little while. See, this is what yeah, happens. We're yeah. Like when you get on something that's real and honest <laughs> that like, we can just talk about forever. It's just the time just melts away. So yes, totally. I liked. I think this. I think a great way to wrap up um, is going back to what you just talked about, and maybe giving people some practical next steps for the person mm-hmm. who has a partner that they want to explore some of this with, or a person who uh, doesn't have a partner who wants to explore this with themselves. Um, let's let's each talk about some very tangible things that people can do to just 
either become aware, become more aware of their relationship towards sex and sexual energy, um, or to get into a new practice if they're in that place and they actually want to start practicing something new. Uh, what are some things that, that you can, um, that you can share with people that they can do next? Mm, yeah. Um, so one thing that I, that has been super present in my own life recently that I, that I know will resonate with a lot of people, um, is sort of focusing on like the different, I sort of see it as like two different sides of, of sexual energy. Like there's one that's sort of the, that raw commanding driven, uh, like sink your teeth into its side type of energy. Um, and yeah, that's, that's really sort of like, like dominating. Um, so there's that, which a lot of women specifically don't allow themselves to explore because it feels like that's the man's job is to be commanding. It's the man's job to, um, hold control in sexual position or in sexual, um, uh, experiences. Um, so there's like that side of it. And then there's also the side of surrender of like sexual surrender um, and like the softness and the lightness and the being taken care of sexually. And um, yeah, and I think both men and women can kind of struggle with that as well. Um, yeah. And so seeing those two sides and allowing yourself to explore either one or both, if there are things that, you know, you're not comfortable, if you haven't been comfortable diving into fully. Um, yeah. Those are two sort of, sides of sex that I think uh, can be really powerful to, to explore more fully. And um, so that can be, you know, that's something that you can do with a partner um, and also with yourself. And one thing that I really do to get myself into that space alone, is I, I right now don't have a sexual partner and, um, but I do have like a sexual self-care practice. And for me, what that looks like is like putting on really sexy clothes that I feel really sexy in um, and like romancing the shit out of myself, like putting on <laughs> sexy music and yeah. And like turning the lights down low, like eating dark chocolate, dark chocolate is my sexy food. And, um, and like letting myself just dance and move and like put my hands through my hair and let it be this really beautiful, sexy experience. And to just, again, it's like being in that sexual energy and, um, yeah, just the experience of my sexuality without it be, being about sex itself or about climax. Um, that's awesome. And that's something that, you know, men can do as well. Yeah. That's so cool. Now, when, <laughs> so obviously when you're describing that, there was some visualizing going on in my mind. And tell, tell me, I know for myself, like I have experienced tremendous uh, drive to get shit done when that sexual energy is flowing through me. And so... Like for the people out there who are maybe a little bit skeptical about this, maybe you you, you don't connect so much with the conversation of quote unquote energy or things like that. Mm-hmm. I know for myself, like I've had, you know, coming out of an amazing sex experience or an amazing ohm, like I've had this drive in me to get shit done and that just looked like me <laughs> like jumping on the computer and, and getting some, some work done or picking up the phone and making some business deals like I have translated and transmuted that energy into money. Like, you know, and not, yes. not by like pimping myself out or anything, but like I have, <laughs> I've just taken that, that excitement and then channeled it and focused it into productive, you know, productive activities. And so I think, like, have you experienced that is, is what I'm dancing around. Have you experienced that yourself where you get the sexual energy and then it just, it, it spills over into other areas of your life? 
Oh my God, totally. A good orgasm can like resurrect you if needed. Like seriously, <laughs> like, um, yeah, completely. Like I find myself, I'm more creative. Like I get, um, I have like bigger ideas, better ideas. I'll like get ideas in my business. Like while I'm in this state of sexual flow, um, I, I feel more open with people or I'll, I'll, I'll have the habit of like texting someone like some, you know, really beautiful thought or something while I'm in this state. Um, yeah, it totally, totally goes, goes through every part of life. I take like regular dance breaks while I'm working because it gets me into that state of flow. And, um, yeah, again, it's like, even though those dance breaks might not feel sexual, like it's that same type of, uh, I wanted to use the word energy, but it's it's that same type of feeling of just like being myself and being playful and, and being sexy. Um, and, yeah, it totally allows you to just like be inside of your creativity. And, and again, like creativity only happens when we're present, uh, just like all of this other stuff that we're talking about. Like it's really all about the presence. It is. It is. And um, cool. Well, I want to give my, my next steps, my action items to people. Um, mm-hmm. You know, for myself, I, I, I have had many disempowering thoughts around sex and around how I need to show up a lot of judgments, things that I've, I've mentioned many times already in this episode, in this conversation. So I think one great place to start is to become aware of your conversation around sex. Become more yeah. aware of your relationship to, to sex, to sexual energy, to sexual experiences, to all of that. Because I think there's, there's real power in that awareness. And one specific area that you can use to like I have used to discover like where my mind is at is right after orgasm like, mm-hmm. right after orgasm I, f- I, I realized I was feeling shame mm. I would feel shame and the shame would be because I came too quickly because mm-hmm. she still had more left in her and I wasn't able to satisfy her because mm-hmm. I came when I was watching porn and that was wrong Whatever yeah. it was, right? And so it was that moment after orgasm and those, you know, those, those couple of seconds or minutes after orgasm where when I became aware of that, I was like, holy shit, there is some stuff going on in my head that is, that is obviously fucking me up in the bedroom. But, you know, how I'm showing up here is how I'm showing up in the rest of my life. So I need to yeah. explore this stuff. And so what happened is I started to tap into what was coming up for me before I would engage so as, mm. you know, as those feelings were coming up, what, what, what was like as the, as the drive, as the urge was coming up, the sexual urge, what were those feel, those mm-hmm. thoughts that were going through my head and starting to explore that for myself? So that, that's one tangible action item for people. That moment after orgasm, what's coming up for you? Is it healing? Is it empowering? Mm. Is it loving? Or is it scarce? Is it fearful? Is it judgmental? I think... Um, another thing for anybody who's just curious about oming, go check out the website is onetaste.us. One taste, O-N-E, taste.us. And just check it out. If you're curious, you know, mm-hmm. like, oming is interesting. And when I first was introduced to it, I'm like, what the hell is this? This is some weird shit. Right, yeah. You know, <laughs> but I, I was open. And so if you're, if you're curious about it, go check it out. You can also uh, watch Nicole, Nicole Daydone's TED Talk 
Um, it's Nicole, N-I-C-O-L-E, Daydone, D-A-E-D-O-N-E, and her TED Talk is titled Orgasm, The Cure for Hunger in the Western Woman. It's such a cool title. And yeah, go oof. check those things out. Like, Explore your curiosity. Explore your curiosity is my point number two. Yeah. And my final third takeaway is work on expressing yourself and being okay and being comfortable expressing yourself authentically. And it could, it could start by saying, you know, oh, that's too hard or too fast or touch me here or mm-hmm. I like it when you do this. Mm-hmm. Work, work on that expression. Work on saying what it is that you would like to feel. Work on setting an intention, you know, before – before you you know you, you you go into the bedroom next time, say you know I, I would like to experience this or that. Work on on really being in that co-creative place with your sexual self, and I can guarantee there's going to be some some cool magical things that will come out of that. So those are my three big takeaways. Kyla, thank you so much, not only for sparking this by you know sending out the email and and helping to create this topic. But by being open and vulnerable and sharing, like, just truthfully and honestly, thank you for, for, for being willing to go there with me today. I really appreciate it. Mm, oh, my gosh. You're so, so welcome, Matt. And thank you for also your openness and your willingness and your vulnerability. And I think this is, like, a beautiful doorway and hope it gives lots of other people permission to be having these conversations about sex. And, again, in ways that aren't just about, like, the the physical how-tos and just like our experience of it as humans and this doesn't need to be something that's uh only talked about between partners so i hope it opens up a lot more of that as well but yeah it's just it's part of our human experience and how is it affecting the rest of our lives totally and and i know there that this is uh impacted folks i already know it and so i'm excited to hear Mm, some of that feedback from listeners. And if you out there listening have anything you want to share on this topic, if you have thoughts, if you agreed or disagreed and you wanted to just tear into us, that's cool. Shoot me yeah. an email, mattcbivens at gmail.com. And Kyla, where can people go to connect with you to learn more about what you do and find out more about what you offer? Yes, yes. So people can find me on my website, which is kylasw.com. Um, and the spelling for that, I'm sure, will be in your show notes as well. It's easy to misspell my name. Um, and on there, they can download um, a guide on self-care practices that no one is teaching you. I know there's a lot of stuff in the world, out, in the internet world, about self-care. Um, yeah, hoping to give a different, different taste on it for people, things that we're not always hearing. And they can also find me on Instagram. I love Instagram. Super active there. Um, my handle is my full name, Kyla So-Called Ward. Also easy to misspell, so that'll be in your show notes as well, I'm sure. And um, yeah, those are those are the two places where I'm most active, where I like to play the most. And always happy to hear from people. Again, yeah, if you agree, disagree. One of my 2018 goals is to be more polarizing and to have more people disagreeing with me. So if you hated this, please let me know. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And I will definitely have links to everything, all of your stuff, your website, social media handles, all of that will be in the show notes. And Kyla, you rock. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Matt. Quick note about the Having It All podcast. I am not a doctor nor a licensed therapist. I'm a guy with a story and a passion for conscious conversation. My thoughts, opinions, and beliefs are my own. 
So please consult with your doctor or healthcare provider regarding any questions or issues you have related to your personal, physical, or mental health. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad approved, Dadages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgins. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.